of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's been about a year and a half since investigator Tim Dolberg was named Lincoln Police Mental Health Coordinator. He joins me this morning on KFOR's Lincoln Live. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Dale. How are you? Good. I'm doing well, thank you. And Happy New Year, by the way. That's coming up. Absolutely. At the time that uh, Police Chief Jeff Blymeister created your job of mental health coordinator back in August of 2020, mental health calls were at an all-time high. Give us a sense of comparison. What was it then and what is it now? So we've seen a steady increase in these calls for service, um, really just kind of looking back since 2012. Um, we began to see a number or at least a steady increase in those um, all the way up to 2018, and then we had a slight dip in 2019. Uh, but then 2020 hit, uh, along with all of its challenges uh, from the pandemic to social unrest, um, and we continue to see those numbers increase even through this year as well. Tim, do you think it's more, you, f- you find more things when you look for those things? Is it a case of more mental health cases on the street or are police officers doing a better job of finding them, treating them, handling them? You know, I feel like we have a, a very good reputation, at least amongst our community partners um, and those that we serve, that when people are down, they know that they can reach out to us, um, that we're aware of what resources we have available. But then also it's the ongoing training opportunities that we have for officers to give them additional tools and things to look for when they're responding to these calls. Uh, so really it's a combination of things. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we do, while there is still stigma surrounding mental illness, I feel like it is with the awareness and all the things that are going out there, you know, through various partnerships and organizations, uh, that a little bit of that stigma might be decreased just slightly to where people aren't maybe as afraid or feel that they're going to be judged when they call out for support. In the world of law enforcement, define a mental health call. Sure. So that can come in uh, a variety of forms. Um, What may initially be called out as a a call for service, whether it's a disturbance or a trespassing calls for service, uh, could very well shift into a much more uh, mental health involved type of call that our officers find themselves in. Um, And so what may start out as one thing could very much evolve into something else uh, with a much more mental health related nexus to it. Uh, But then we also get those calls where people uh, really just don't know where to turn, and they know that if they call law enforcement that we'll be there in a timely fashion um, and be that empathetic listening ear. And so it may just be somebody experiencing perhaps some uh, signs of depression, anxiety. They don't really know how to tur- where to turn, um, maybe some suicidal ideations. And they'll call us and we'll respond and we'll, we'll do what we can to try to help them through that scenario. Um, and then it may also run uh, to the gamut of an individual who is expressing uh, severe signs of psychosis and potentially placing themselves or others into a dangerous situation. And so that's just kind of the, the different levels and, and different scenarios we may be called out to, to serve someone. I was going to ask you about cues, and you've already given some. Obviously, the expression of suicide is a big red flag. Depression, anxiety. Uh, what are some of the other trained cues that officers look for? Sure. So 
really when we're out there in the field, we're looking at risk factors and protective factors and trying to see, you know, it's kind of like a, a scale balance uh, where we're looking to see are there more protective factors or are there more risk factors that are here at play and what's the best way to proceed with this individual. And so when we're looking at those risk factors, obviously that emotion um, plays a big role in that, looking to see based off of what they're telling us, are they showing us signs of that helplessness, hopelessness, maybe even some worthlessness, and what can we do to try to help get them into a better place, honestly, and, and what resources do we have that can try to help get them there. Um, as law enforcement officers, we, we wear many hats, um, and this is just one of those to try to protect those and help those in our community. And so when we're looking at those warning signs, some of those things people can be looking for are, are, are individuals who are typically in a very depressive state. Now are they, are they for maybe some unexplained reason, much more jovial? Um, are they starting to put things into uh, getting their affairs into order? Are they start maybe starting to give things away that they, they at one point in time started to hold very near and dear to their heart? These are all things that we're, that we're trying to gather during these contacts to see you know, what are the risk factors at play here, uh, but also what are those protective factors? What kind of support systems do these people have in place? Um, are they speaking with anybody, maybe a therapist, a counselor currently? Um, are they on medications? Do they have a job? Do they have steady, um, you know, a residence or an apartment or wherever it is they may be staying? These are all just things that we're trying to look at while we're at these calls to, to give us a, a better, broader picture as to what's going on in the person's lives and, and what tools do we have to best serve them. That's time-consuming, Tim, for an officer to do that. I would guess that people hearing us today wouldn't realize just how deeply you mine into a person's situation in order to determine if it is a mental case. They are absolutely uh, time-consuming calls, uh, without a doubt. But really, it's about who does this person have to, to lean on in that moment. And a lot of the times, it's individuals that are just so isolated from everything else due to, the, to whatever it is that may be going on in their lives, and we're that one person there um, that they're willing to and comfortable with, you know, spilling all these details out to us. And, um, you know, it's a, it can be a heavy burden, but we're, that's, that's part of what we do in law enforcement as well, is just to try to help people. Anybody who gets into law enforcement, they get into it for the one reason is we get to drive around a cool car with lights and sirens, but the other is to help people, and that's the main goal is helping people. And I want to be clear, as I'm sure you want to also, that depression, anxiety, even suicide isn't against the law. This isn't a law-breaking call for service. This is someone who needs help or someone who has called on someone else's behalf because they need help. There isn't a law broken here, at least upon the initial observation of the call. That is correct. That is correct. There is not a, a legal aspect to this. Um, and part of our jobs in, in law enforcement is that community caretaker function, um, whereas, you know, we respond to an accident. Um, and maybe there's not a, a violation, not a clear-cut violation, but we still respond to that and we work that call for service. Also, much like uh, maybe a, a youth is having some struggles at home and they may run away for, for a couple hours or a day, that's also not against the law. Um, and it's just another one of those functions that, that we're required to, to uh, respond to in our daily jobs. Lincoln Police Investigator Timothy Dolberg, Lincoln Police Mental Health Coordinator. When you took the job, you set yourself up with a couple of main priorities. Could you review those? Absolutely. Um, so being just one person, um, uh, I am just a support role here. So 
my job doesn't take over the, the, the general uh, response that we would do, uh, that our patrol officers do on a daily basis. But what I am is a, a support role that can be there as um, somebody that if there's just kind of a weird scenario that pops up, officers can re- reach out to me. Um, right along with our community partners and citizens alike um, that can reach out to me if they have questions. But really to solely focus on some of those familiar faces that we run into uh, maybe several times a day, a week, a month, what can I do um, in in kind of a multidisciplinary team fashion with our community partners to try to maybe divert them from our emergency services um, to get them into those community providers uh, very capable hands to maybe get them engaging in their services to see what they can do to try to improve their quality of life. Uh, so that's one of the, the major priorities. Um, a lot of the, uh, the other stuff that I'm doing is very involved in various meetings, um, different uh, programming, coalitions. Um, I'm also um, a part of the 988 task force, which the 988 um, in July of 2022 will be taking over for the uh, suicide prevention lifeline uh, to really simplify uh, the, the long phone number that somebody would call to really just give them that three-digit phone number where they can get connected with somebody, a crisis counselor, right then and there to try to get them uh, the best assistance they can um, right there on the spot. So uh, really a lot of cool things going on, but then also looking at new ways that we can improve our response. There's just a whole gamut of other um, programs out there throughout the nation that, that we're looking at, but really it, it comes down to what's going to work best for our community here in Lincoln. Um, and so that could run from maybe a co-response where we have an officer and a licensed mental health practitioner responding the calls together. Um, it could be maybe a dual response um, where uh, through dispatch it's uh, law enforcement going while they are also contacting a, a co-responder who may be off-site to meet us there immediately. Um, and really just looking at all those different tools that we can to, to really set ourselves and everyone else that we serve up for success. A co-responder, are we talking about specialists that know how to deal with uh, mental illness? And that dovetails into another question about a broader question with the community. How equipped is Lincoln to handle mental health issues? Sure, absolutely. So, yes, a co-responder is where a law enforcement officer um, and a clinician are responding simultaneously to a call for service. Um, And so what that would look like is an officer, um, whether that clinician is writing Along with the officer, they're responding to those specific calls for service uh, based off of a triage process or the officer and clinician say, oh, hey, we should probably go to that call, and then they almost self-dispatch themselves to these calls as they're coming in. So our officers have the ability on their uh, mobile data computers to look at the, the CAD screen, which is the, the software that, that holds the different calls for service where officers can look and see. And so if they see a call sitting in the pending queue and we have a co-response um, team that's out there mobile driving around responding to calls um, they can divert themselves from where they're at and maybe go take that call before it's even dispatched and uh, and like I said almost self-dispatch themselves when they're on the scene um, an officer can be there to uh, be a safety buffer while also allowing that crisis licensed mental health practitioner to begin doing their assessments uh, maybe assisting with de-escalation if need be um, and really to be there as that professional uh, licensed mental health practitioner to provide additional insight as to what maybe the best outcome or what solutions can we try to help instill into this person's current situation. Lincoln Police becoming more aware, I guess law enforcement in general becoming more aware, but it seems citizens are taking an, an introspective look at themselves as the new year comes up. 26% of Americans are making resolutions about improving their mental health. 
37% of people say they're anxious about their mental health to start the new year, but they're also looking at solutions. Not only are they self-analyzing and say, I, this isn't right, but they're coming up with solutions to improve their mental health. Uh, 53% say meditation would do them some good. Therapists, about 37%. And about a third of the people ask, say they'll take a break from social media to try to calm themselves down and settle themselves down. Absolutely. And, and there are a great deal of methods out there for self-care. Um, really just first off recognizing that, that maybe you have some things that that are troubling you in your life, um, but having somebody you can reach out to and talk to, maybe a peer um, who, you, who you trust and can confide in. But then also it's got to be about the whole body. It's got to be a whole body health. Mental health is just one part of that along with your, your physical and spiritual health. Um, it's all encompassing. And so mental health, while it's one part, we have to also take care of the other two as well to make sure that, uh, that we're taking the best care of ourselves. Um, and, and that's where it really comes back down to. This is a, a community issue. And so when we can try to do our part to, to break down the, the stigma that exists, it really helps people to, to begin to look inward, but then also who can I reach out to, to if I am having a, a bad day? Um, and, and so I think that's really important. And, and it seems like it's, the stigma is lessening more and more, and I really hope to continue to see that trend. Yeah, and Tim, I think you would agree that uh, let's hope that a conversation like this and further conversations would help break down the stigma of law enforcement. There's nothing wrong with calling someone if it's a law enforcement officer because you're teamed up behind you are experts. Behind that officer is experts and resources. And we've talked about how officers are being trained to look for cues uh, it, it, it's a good first start. And where can people call themselves if they feel this is what I need or others who observe changes in someone's personality to call on their behalf? Sure, absolutely. Um, and I, I believe Aaron Spilker, uh, our PIO, yeah. recently posted something on our Facebook page. And that has a great deal of our community resources ranging from peer support uh, through the Mental Health Association of Nebraska, which is an organization run entirely by by peers, uh, which are individuals who have that lived experience, whether it is um, through through their own mental health diagnoses, uh, substance use concerns, or, or a combination of the two. They've been there, they understand the system, and they can be there for you to be that listening ear. When maybe you don't feel like you, you need emergency services, they can be there uh, to speak with you and maybe talk you through that, that difficulty that you're going through in that particular time. Um, if you feel like it's to a level where you are at crisis level. Um, Centerpoint has a crisis response uh, phone number that you can reach out to, um, and that phone number is 402-475-6695. And they can really, uh, through their crisis counselors, decide what, what it is they can best do to assist you. And if that requires uh, their crisis response team coming out and meeting you in the field and meeting you at, at, at where you're at, whether it's your residence or, or some other location, um, they will assess that and decide if they need to send somebody out from their crisis response team or if that is more of a, a dual response with them and law enforcement together, just kind of depending on the situation. But there are just so many different different lifelines and crisis lines out there, um, and our community is, is very well equipped right now uh, to help handle whatever it is that anybody has going on, uh, but we can continue to build on that and see what other new opportunities that may arise to, to help us build on that response. Big thanks, Tim, for taking this on as a law enforcement officer, you and the others who are taking on the training too. And uh, Happy New Year. Thank you very much, Dale. Happy New Year to you too as well. 
Lincoln Police Mental Health Coordinator, Investigator Tim Dahlberg, my guest today on Lincoln Live.